This is V, the art gallery witch. And this is Kylie, the sassy sibling witch. You have your mirror? Maybe. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where is he? Fuck. Fuck. Ah, welcome to Witch Theater. Welcome to Witch Theater. name five times because we're both in love with him <laughs> good lord talk about your man crush monday yeah. oh. oh it's we're recording oh. oh it's a tuesday we suck i watched it on a monday though so it was man crush monday so what are we talking about this week v it's candy man, it's candy man. Oh the new one God. the one from 2021 i have to make a huge correction i fucked up twice when i was introducing this at the end of last week's episode first of all I said it was three times. Obviously, my brain was thinking about Beetlejuice because for Candyman, it's five times. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said John Carpenter like an idiot. And what I meant was Clive Barker. Clive Barker, the horror genius also behind Hellraiser. Horror genius overall uh, is the writer of Candyman, not John Carpenter. I am very sorry. Uh, Sorry to those Clive fans out there. I mean, I'm a Clive fan, but I, yeah. Anyway, I apologize. Oopsie so poopsie, it happens. Okay, um, we should just go ahead and get to the cast and talk about it because I like I'm so I'm so excited. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh, it was so good. So Yaya Abdul Mateen the second, second, which is mm. not like I love that he's the second and not junior. Like, oh yeah, I, don't know I why like that's... the second third thing. If you're gonna name someone after someone, I like the second and third better than junior. Yeah. Yeah. So he is our lead man, Anthony McCoy. He has also been in Aquaman and Watchmen, which is uh, not the movie, the HBO series. Uh, Has he been in Aquaman yet or is he in the upcoming Aquaman? I know he's going to be in the upcoming, but I think I saw him was. I I haven't actually watched Aquaman because I think DC is. I watched it once a long time ago. And let's be real. I was staring at Jason Momoa. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would literally only watch that for Jason Momoa because I'm certainly not watching that for Amber Heard, that fucking bitch. Yeah, for real. Abusive. And fuck you, Warner Brothers, for still hiring her but firing Johnny Depp. Like, fuck you for real. Yep. (sighs) We have strong feelings on Johnny Depp, guys. We have strong feelings about, well, mostly just God. Okay, anyway. If you're going to punish one, punish both because they were both abusive, so. Yeah, and it's also, like, kind of their business. Back to, back to, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. man. Um, He was also one of the doppelgangers in Us, which is, of course, Jordan Peele film. This is also produced by Jordan Peele film. Uh, He was originally, Jordan Peele, just to take a quick break on that. He was originally slated to direct, but he got busy with other stuff. Uh, So he's the executive producer on this, not the director. But it is. He was also in Get Out somewhere that we can't remember. He might have been like a headshot, one of the boyfriends, maybe. I think I think that's all it was because he was like the last listed person. He must have been a headshot. Now I'm gonna have to go back and look. Mm. We'll think about I'd it. I'd look at his just stare at his headshot all day. Exactly, it doesn't hurt. All right, my and my queen Tiana Paris, mm-hmm. who gets to be the girlfriend of Yaya in this. She is Brianna Cartwright. Tiana Paris, of course, is in Wandavision yes, and is gonna she be is. in. Is going to be in the Marvels, which is also going to be directed by this director, Nia DaCosta. That's really cool. Yes. So they're going to continue to work together, which is awesome. Like running on down the line, Nathan Stewart Jarrett is probably one of the greatest B characters of all time yeah, he's as super Troy, Bree's brother. That's um, why I'm the he, sassy sibling, because I'm the Troy yes, of the relationship. Yes. And he actually is the one who introduced Nia and Tiana at like a play Tiana was doing. Nathan is actually British. He's been in a couple of British shows. Um, But he's also in a show called Soulmates with uh, WT alum Bill Skarsgård. I like that we have our own alums. 
I know. I'm just making it a thing. <laughs> I, love I think it. I said that last episode too about Bradley. I know. Whitford. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's fun. Then we have Coleman Domingo as uh, Billy Burke, who basically just, go- just goes by Burke. He won a Tony for Scottsboro Boys. Fun. Yeah, really cool. Um, He's currently in Euphoria on HBO, which I have heard great things about, but I don't really feel like reliving my depressing teenage years, so I haven't watched Euphoria yet. I know I'm going to watch it. I know I'm going to binge the shit out of it. And part of it, I love Zendaya or Zendaya. I never know which way it is. But I, Zendaya. Okay, but see, everyone tells me something different. I asked Evan, and he said Zendaya. So I don't know which one. Either way, I love her. I think she's fabulous. And um, they have incredible makeup and fashion on that show, so I just kind of want to watch it for that. Oh. And then this is great. There are three alums from the 1992 Candyman. There Man. sure are. This is amazing. Three! Which is incredible. Vanessa Williams as Anne-Marie McCoy, Anthony's mother. Virginia Madsen as Helen Lyle. It's re- just her voice. Uh, she was supposed to have like a bigger... a quick shot of her. They show her face in a newspaper article. That's oh, really okay. the only thing. And then they use her voice on some, like, archival footage that Anthony picks up at the university. Okay. And then the absolute king, the original Candyman, Tony Todd himself. Yep. Lord of mercy. You know how I was, like obsessed with Leif Schreiber's voice last episode. Tony Todd wins, actually, that. Like, his voice. Well, because I watched the... I immediately, as soon as I finished this, I put on the 92 Candyman because I was like, I don't remember, but I remember absolutely loving it. And, uh, wow, Tony Todd is incredible. I like this one better. Yeah, I do like like this movie better for so many reasons that we're going to talk about, but, like, Tony Todd... Got to be in this, too. And I, I was so excited because I was just like, it's him! <laughs> he was here in it a fair amount. He turned into him a couple times. It was interesting because there's a couple of different iterations and there's different actors. Tony Todd's only at the end. The oh, guy who plays... The guy who plays the, Sherman. The guy who plays Sherman. Sorry, guys. It's it's hard to tell. He's, like, bloodied and has bees all over him. So I don't... I read that Yahya was makeup up for the big mirror scene which we'll talk about so oh, okay cool. um that actually was him so um which i mean he did have to you know lots of makeup poor baby his beautiful perfect face <laughs> and this perfect hair with that perfect part oh he's so dreamy oh mm-hmm. he's fine can we get into I'm it so jealous of tiana yes please let's i know go. she got to be all drooling over on the table oh she my got God. to get all over his like half naked body this entire time it's, he's shirtless they definitely did this on purpose yeah he's shirtless a lot in this movie <laughs> and i am not crying about no, it okay look virginia madison was shirtless a lot in the original candy man it is only fair that us girls get yeah yeah in the new one exactly okay and we love Although an virginia all black madison, cast like, there is the wow. only white person is dating troy the, the the gallery owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. critic. I guess mostly black. All the main characters are black, which we love. This We did this, obviously, impartial. I mean, we wanted to do this anyway because it's fucking Jordan Peele produced and it's Candyman. But we also mm-hmm. did this partially for Black History Month. So happy Black History Yay! Month, everybody. Whoop, 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 whoop. So this movie starts. We are in a made-up suburb, I believe, of Chicago called Cabrini Green. It is 1977. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but we have a young, his name is Billy. We find out later, but it's a young Billy going to take out the laundry for his mom. Number one, he has to walk across the entire project. So damn, that's a long walk for laundry. I feel you, bro. Yeah, that sucks. Also, he is wearing a coat very much like Candyman. Mm -hmm. It's like a felt coat, but then it has the fur collar like Candyman. Honestly, I love that style. I will say um, Evan stitched his own for Halloween. So my boyfriend was Candyman for Halloween and I was a bee. He made it himself? It is his pico and he stitched all, this, all the fur on it, yeah. What a treasure. Yeah, he went oh and bought God. the fur from Joanne's, stitched it on himself, yeah. We love a DIY boy, okay? His mama made him one. She just made me a Hamilton cup. She is, she does like, she has a cricket. She's got all that shit. Oh, my God. She has memberships at Michael's, Joanne's. She used to do Hobby Lobby. She stopped because of their politics. Yeah, I've never bought from... I yarn a lot. I knit. I was knitting while I was watching this movie, which felt amazing. But 
But yeah, Hobby Lobby. No, no. We hate Hobby Lobby. We hate Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A, even we, though, we, damn, that chicken is good. Yeah. Every time I buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich, I donate $100 to, like, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> there you go. Whatever we you, don't whatever get it that buy often. from them, donate the same amount to an organization they would hate. <laughs> and then I don't feel so bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> So he is in a laundry room, you know, like a, like a apartment complex laundry room, right? With a bunch of, with a bunch of dryers Mm -hmm. and washers Mm -hmm. and he comes out and there's a hole behind him. And in the reflection of the door, he sees someone appear from the hole behind him. Um, We find out later, this guy's name is Sherman, but he just at this point appears to be Candyman, right? He's got the hook. He's got the jacket. He's got the whole thing. It's spoopy. It's a good first jump scare for sure. This whole movie's got some good jumps. It's got some good horror. It's it's all around great. I feel like I didn't really get jumps in this, but I definitely got the sense of dread and the like, oh, like there not a lot very, of knitting happened. It was very Jordan Peele. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, you know if I'm bored if I get a lot of knitting done during a movie. I did not get a lot of knitting done during okay, this good. movie. Okay, good. That's cool. I got a little bored, but that's just because I've lost the atten- available attention span to watch a movie straight through. The beginning of this movie is slow at parts, but it doesn't stay slow for long. It didn't stay slow long enough for me to be like, this is slow. Yeah, and they're also, all the actors are so charming that you don't mind watching them. I really don't. Everybody is so beautiful. Yeah, they're literally all stunning. So now we're in the same area, Cabrini Green in 2019. Troy's bringing his boyfriend over for the first time to meet his sister and her boyfriend. They're now in, Cabrini Green is now mostly gentrified so um a bunch of it has been torn down and created like these beautiful huge loft apartments i cannot express to you how much this one art dealer girl could not afford this apartment huge this would be thousands a month well i mean if we're talking about they're just starting to gentrify this area then it would have been a lot cheaper still pushing it on one salary who knows i mean she's an art curator they may they don't make piddly i don't know i don't know it was a big fucking apartment i mean i am the art gallery witch but that's only because i'm at art galleries and know a lot of artists because of markets that i do it's not because i know art (laughs) so i don't know what an art gallery is. i don't know that anyone really knows art it's kind of it's very subjective yes it is I own a lot of local art, which you none do, of it is on and my you wall, buy so like, local I, art. You sent me. Local I do art. buy a lot of local local art. <laughs> she sent me the best uh, cross stitch ever, and it says mm. it's not hoarding if your shit is cool, and it is the yes. best. In stitches is my girl, and she's a black owned business. In stitches eight one three. Wait, I think she might be in stitches four twenty now. Nice. Um, I tagged her. If you go to my Instagram at the Archivist Witch, if you scroll down just a little bit, maybe six posts. I have her tagged, and it, it has the cross stitch in it, so you can see it, and then t- it, she's tagged. So She's also my market mama if you're ever in Tampa Market on Florida. We are going to have two Market on Florida's a month now, which is so exciting. I love you, Karina. Nathan. Nathan? Who is Nathan? You mean Troy. I know, but is Nathan, is his real name Troy? That's the actor. Oh, no, his real name is Nathan. I wrote Troy down is Nathan. Character. Troy is telling his sister, his boyfriend and then anthony he's telling them the story of Candyman. basically he's telling them the story of helen lyle who if you've seen the original Candyman, is the reporter who goes and visits cabrini green she's looking when it's still the actual projects um, university student yeah and a journalist she's a grad student yeah no she's not she's no? just a grad student she's just a grad student okay i yep. haven't seen it in such a long time well, not- I got you, girl. I'm filling in the details. Thank you. And not that long. I'm less than like 24 hours months. fresh up in here. It's been like six months, but my BPD brain is like fucking. The most important part of the story of Helen Lyle is that at one point she has a baby and is running to supposedly sacrifice or kill him. We found out later that is not at all true. And it's not true if you watch the first movie, but that's what he's told. Right. And then Helen dies in a fire. She does die in the fire. She does die in the fire. But the whole story is that she went crazy and she she killed a bunch of people. Uh, but in reality, it was Candyman. Yeah. And that's like the whole plot of the 92 movie Candyman. 
Anthony is going to, he's decided, he's been in a rut these past two years, and he's decided he's going to try to do an art piece based on Cabrini Green and the story. He's been inspired by the story, right? So he goes, he's taking pictures of this old church. A bee is buzzing around him, which I will say triggered me that sound. Fucking fucks me up. It bites him on the hand, and this will become very important later on. I was not expecting the body horror element of this, but it was pretty great. Okay. It's time for Witch Break. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's about bees. Ooh. I love bees. Honeybees, Ooh. carpenter bees. What kind of bees? Bees. Bees in general are great. They save the world from dying. I am not talking about yellow jackets, which are not bees. You know, like, I'm talking about the nice bees. The bees, I literally, Patrick and I were out at a restaurant and we were outdoors. And there was this bee that kept... We had, like, a charcuterie plate. This was so cute. This bee kept coming up and, like, nope. kept eating a little bit of, like, we ha- there was, like, a candied onion on there. And he kept eating it. And it was so cute. And we shared a meal with a bee. And it was really adorable. I would kill that bee. No! Don't kill any of the bees. I don't Nature like is against them right t- now. towards me. No. I thought it was great. I love bees. Bees, because they make honey. It's a great way to add to your witchcraft practice. But I found some interesting bee omens that some witches believe. For some reason, I thought you were going to go to honey calcite. I was like, that is a jump. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to talk about real bees. Okay. Wow. Cool. No. Like, you could put, like, honey in your tea. Yeah. And, like, that's part of your tea ritual and stuff. And, like, if you have your own bees making you honey, that's really cute. If you do that, um, would... props to you because that shit scares me. I would love to have an apiary. Honestly, that would be great. Citing a single bee is lucky, which is why you shouldn't kill them, Kylie, because if you do kill the bee, someone will come and bring you bad news. What if I just flick it away? That's usually what I do because I'm too scared to kill a bee. You shouldn't kill a bee. They they help us. They help us get food like they pollinate everything and we need to save the bees. I'll just shoo them away. Yeah, just shoo them away if they bother you that much. But most bees are not going to bother you unless you bother them because they die if they sting you. Bees buzzing around a child's head foretells a happy, successful life. If it lands on the child's face, he will be a great poet. Okay. But a swarm of bees, which is what we're dealing with with the candy man. A swarm of bees foretells bereavement, a.k.a. death, a.k.a. Candyman gonna fuck you up. Yep. I wanted to mention this other thing because I have um, an animal tarot and there's a honeybee in there. And I just wanted to read what it said. The industrious honeybee is a master of his craft, uses his ingenuity to accomplish all he sets out to do. He has a clear plan of action and doesn't rush the process. And boy, oh boy, if that doesn't sound like Candyman, because he takes a long ass time to like do what he needs to do in this movie. Yes, he does. Anyway, that's our bee, our bee witch break. So bees are good omens. You can use them as good omens in your witchcraft. I don't know. I think that all that sort of superstition definitely plays into witchcraft. Well, yeah, that's like usually it comes from witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So he is now walking. So Anthony, Yaya, is now going into the old housing projects. He meets William, Billy, or Billy Burke. I call him He's Billy Burke throughout my notes, but we'll call him Burke. I'll do the best, my best to call him Burke. Um, <laughs> he runs the laundromat, which is ironic because in the first scenes, he's doing laundry for his mother. I feel like that stems from, especially considering what we learn about Burke later, his whole He's obsession. stuck in the past. He's He is definitely stuck in the past. Yeah. So Burke tells Anthony the story of Sherman Fields. He was, and at this time, by the way, to set the scene, it's playing back the scene from his childhood. I really like the use of both. I really liked the use of the puppets, like the paper people. Oh my God. Super so cool. Good. And then also that's when they told Helen Lyle's story. They had her, it's like in 2d paper cutouts. It, it had to be really hard to film and it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And this they're showing, they're showing back like in 1977. So when that man, the candy man came out, through the wall it was a real person his name was sherman fields and he was a man who had a hook for a hand but he was just he liked passing out candy to kids which yes is creepy he was creepy but what happened was a little white girl as they said had gotten a razor blade in her candy which is a complete myth by the way that's not a thing Mm -hmm. that happens and they decided to blame sherman the police came storming downstairs they find sherman and beat him to death 
We then find out that he was innocent because razor blades appeared in Candy just a week later. Yeah. So basically, we'll ACAP arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Like, we're. Yeah. <laughs> Is your candle burning tonight, V? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I burn it every recording that we do. I got our defund the police candle. Basically, the moral of this movie is defund the police. Mm-hmm. Now, Anthony has a new painting, finally. It's been a few years since he painted. He has a new painting about Sherman. It's showing, like, fists that are bloody and a black man. Bree is hesitant about it, but is happy that Anthony is happy, so she puts it in her showing. What is it called? She helped curate a show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with her partner, Clive, which we will learn about here in a moment. Which they, I guess, was an homage to the guy who created Candyman, Clive Barker. Oh, that's fun. I know, right? Except he's a dick in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's a one-dimensional character. Okay. Um, I'm we don't saying. know. We don't know enough about him. I just know he dates, like, very young girls. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's like in his late 30s and is dating like a 22-year-old, which I shouldn't judge because my parents are super far apart in age, but it's a little, a little sus. If if you do it consecutively, a little sus. You didn't just say a little sus. Just a little sus. Oh, my bless. So I'm super cool and hip with the kids, guys. Oh, my God. I watch a lot of TikTok. Anyway, Anthony, <gasps> so what Anthony's exhibit is, is this mirror, and it looks like kind of like a large bathroom cabinet mirror right you open it up you can see his paintings at different distances inside he is having this long discussion with an art critic about it discussing his entire story and the instructions say to say Candyman five times because that's the myth okay the number five now i have said before on this show that i'm not really a numbers person um, Neither of us are super but, into numerology. No, I'm not really into numerology. So, but however, uh, numbers are all over the tarot. Um, the cycles of the tarot, or the suits of the tarot, rather, go one to ten, and then it's the page, knight, queen, and king, and then of course the major arcana go zero because we talked about the fool last week. If you caught last week's episode, uh, <laughs> zero to twenty-one. So numbers are really important in the tarot. Um, there's all sorts of numerology numerological connections but the number five we talk about the number five and fives when they come up in a tarot reading fives are kind of the bottom of the cycle you know if we start at the top with one get back there with the number 10 five is at the bottom five is kind of one of those numbers of really being in the shit uh fives in the tarot are always about like you're not your rock bottom but you can kind of only go up at okay. this point. Or you just stay there because you have no more momentum. Um, which I feel like Anthony is definitely in a five moment. Oh, yeah. He's stuck. <laughs> He's stuck. He's not inspired. He all of a sudden becomes very inspired by this thing that unleashes absolute fucking hell. <laughs> like he which he doesn't just... realize until a little later. He doesn't realize until it's far too late. But fives, fives are also interesting because... We always think of things in fives. We have five fingers. You know, it's an easy number to count on. Yeah. So, it, it, but it's also like an odd number of times to say Candyman. It felt weird you know? when we said Yaya five times. I know. I know. Which is why I think I thought it was three. Because three seems like such a nice, short, uneven number. Fives are like, you kind of have to grab your own momentum or just kind of stay there. When you get a five... It, you need a come to Jesus moment or a come to Candyman moment, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, V. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So uh, I would like everyone to know also that V outgothed me tonight. She is wearing black lipstick and I'm wearing red lipstick. So Oh, yo. Okay, perfect. Because this lipstick is loudmouth lips, which is pretty much the only lipstick I wear. Also black owned business. Hell Amber. yeah. Is the best. And this shade is called Say It Loud because it's black. Nice. I fucking love this shade. Send me a link to that. I love a good black lipstick. Oh, man. She's got good. Her red is called Lamborghini. Her shiny red is called Satin Sheets. Um, I mean, I just have a lot of lipsticks, but I'm always down for a good black lipstick because it's hard to make. Mm -hmm. And it's vegan. All of her stuff is vegan. Oh, cool. Most little companies are, I find. Um, like yeah. smaller owned businesses. I have one from Black Moon Cosmetics that is really good. 
Nice. Fun fact. I don't believe they are black owned. I'm not positive, but so order from these because it's Black History Month. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned before that there is an art critic who's discussing her name is Finley. Her first name is Finley, I think. Um, yeah. She is very harsh, basically calls him pedantic and stupid. Like she's just really mean about the whole thing as art critics tend to be. So Anthony gets drunk. And I don't blame him because this is his first time in two years showing a piece and this woman just eviscerated him. I mean, it is interesting, but it's a little... On the nose. The fa- Well, not only that, but like you have to interact with the piece and I'm not sure if that's even clear. It wasn't because he said, go ahead and open it up. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, doing a piece on Candyman and having a mirror there is pretty cool. What I thought was going to happen was a mirror next to his piece. See, that would have been good. That would have been better. Thank you. I'm basically an, an artist. So They did hire a bunch of black artists to make all of the paintings in this film. Cool. Which is, yeah, I saw some behind the scenes stuff and a lot of the, you know, they were just talking to a couple of the artists. They were like, this is a really... So there were there were several different ones. So um, there wasn't just one. They had like three or four, I think. The only reason I have any kind of opinion on how things should be displayed is because my degree is basically in museums. So like, <laughs> I have the idea of like interaction stresses me out as a museum, as an archivist, as a museum curator. Uh-huh. It stresses me out because once you touch something, it's going to be fucked up. And all those people were drinking and had food on their hands and they're going to touch that mirror and it's going to be bad. So yeah. I would have just put his favorite two pieces that he has in there next to the mirror. Yeah. And then said, look into the mirror and say, you know, like still have the same thing because that was cool. Yeah. But next to his pieces. But anyway, Clive, who I'm, um, we mentioned earlier, Clive is the co, he owns, I think, the company. Him and Bree own the company together, the like art curation. They work together, basically. Yeah. And his girlfriend, whose name is Jerrica, who is uh, much younger, um, are the only reason I say this because Anthony gets it is actually really funny. They get into a fight, like an arguing fight, like a verbal fight. Anthony says something back to like, you know, Clive was being a dick to Anthony. And then yeah. and then Anthony says something back like, at least I don't date all of the 23 year olds who come through my class or whatever like it was funny and then yeah, and then Clive and then Clive said something like oh you've been sitting on that one haven't you <laughs> and Anthony's like yeah yeah I have oh it was good He's been there's some good like there's some good people moments in this movie like you really get to know the characters they feel yeah. very real they to do me feel very real even with the occasional drop of the word fuck like it felt very realistic. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, and I feel like Jordan Peele's movies are very like that because he, he, you know, helped write this with Nia DaCosta and um, one other person whose name escapes me. But, like, they feel like very human stories, which especially because when you're going to do a movie about racism, which is real people problems, you know, you want people to feel real. And also, I liked the fact that they felt real while also discussing basically an urban legend. Yeah, I so mean, it, it really rooted it in like realistic scenarios. Yeah, like Troy is standing in front of the mirror with his boyfriend, and his boyfriend is trying to do it, and he's like, "That, that, that is not. We don't do that." He <laughs> literally like, said, what? "Like black people don't summon." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very uh, cute. Troy is the best. Troy is fantastic. So anyway, Clive and his girlfriend Jerica are. It's after hours after the gallery is closed. Clive and Jerica are hooking up. And Jerrica says Candyman five times as, like, a hot thing to do. I don't find that hot. I kind of do. <laughs> oh, my God. So they get brutally murdered by Candyman. Oh, and it's great because Candyman does not appear in the room. He's, he appears in the mirror. Yeah. And the actual killing is, like, invisible. I was it's just so... going to say he's invisible to the naked eye. He appears in mirrors. Fucking cool. It's so cool. Oh, and... Part of the title sequences, by the way, everything, like, the Universal thing and, like, all of the names of the production companies and stuff were in reverse because it's a mirror world. Ooh, that was really cool. What a cool detail. It was so fucking cool. There's, like, so many neat little details that are just, like, I want to watch it for all the Easter eggs. There are a ton of, and there's a ton of nods to the first movie as well. Definitely. 
Definitely. So Bree comes the next day and finds their bodies. Which is super traumatic because um, we that find is a out. very brutal thing to find. Not only that, but they also layered this between her as a little girl watching her artist father commit suicide. Yes, he said, baby, did you know your dad can fly and then jumped out of a window? It is the worst. How could you do that to your child? Holy Mm, shit. He was not in his right mind. He obviously was not. Yeah, it's beyond hard. It, the whole situation is beyond hard. So, like, I can't believe that Brie is even remotely okay at with all. Art. Like, I can't believe she's dealing with art. I know. Like, she's and dating most, an artist. She's the best adjusted person ever, or she's like literally never been to therapy, not once. I don't think she's ever been to therapy. Judging based on later on. I mean, yeah. So, um. It's also intercut. It's kind of hard to describe this movie. You really, guys, watch Candyman. It's um, good. Definitely recommend even it. Even if you're, like, watch it. Because the way, it's all interspersed. Like, it's all kind of intercut between different scenes. So, at the same time, we see that Anthony is frantically painting random faces um, of black men. Uh, and his, And also then kind of, like, wiping them off. Like, it's a very interesting actually they're really cool paintings yeah they are and his and then you also see that the beasting on his hand is now painful and swollen and it's like spreading yeah his hand is starting to get like creepy yeah it looks like it's start his flesh is starting to die exactly it's necrotic it's starting to die oh there oh god what a word necrotic it's one of my favorite words wow that is that's a sexy word. Necrotic, yeah, baby. That's a sexy word that shouldn't be sexy. Yeah, baby, dead flesh. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm into, but I'm also like a gothic atheist witch, so I don't know what to tell you. That's a very broad term that you're into, that, but okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> now we get into ju- what I'm- I will definitely judge you about Feeling. No! Necrotic tissue. There's a difference. Um, I will still judge you about that, girl. No, I'm not turned on by it, but I find it to be a cool term and a cool... Like, I like learning about it. I'm surprised you're not, like, into death metal. I've listened to it. Matt was into it. Uh-huh. Um, we played it when he died, actually. We played a band called Ghost who uh, plays with church music and cre- makes it demonic. That's fucking cool. It's My weird. favorite metal band is called Zeal and Ardor. They take old slave songs and they turn them into metal songs. Nice! It is fucking dope. That's really cool. It's real cool. So in in other news of what Kylie's into, Anthony goes to a university arc. <laughs> Which is my, I don't work at a university, but this archivist, this librarian, that is literally my job. If I was Why were you just the archivist witch at the top of the thing? that's literally, I'd be like promoting my Instagram at that point. I mean, you do every single episode, but. Yeah, I know, but I felt weird to put it at the top. Um, But she is an archivist um, or a librarian, not positive which one or if she is both. But he's doing research at the university library. It's funny because she is exactly what I'd be. And she was trying to hit on him, but he walked away. That was smooth on Anthony's part. (laughs) Sad for the blonde girl. I would have been. I would have hit on him. Um, She gives him the... It's an archive safe box, by the way. She is giving him legitimate... That is legitimate materials. I was very excited to see it. Um Oh, good, considering last movie they were not interested in details at all. Yeah, this one was perfect. Yay! So they, um, she gives him, like, a tape recorder and some files from Helen Helen Lyle. Um, He listens to them, reads through them. He then is in an elevator. He finds a piece of candy, picks it up. Oh, by the way, the elevator is mirrors. It's all mirrors terrifying yeah okay why the fuck would you do that in an elevator i've seen them with like one wall of mirrors but not the whole room yeah that's uh that where did they find this elevator they built it it's just nia where did you find this elevator it's not a real elevator they just built a room babe nia where did you find it 
I believe she found it. <laughs> she found one. She found it. But Jordan, it's Jordan Peele and Nia DaCosta. I guarantee you they found it. Okay. Well, either way. I don't know. He found a piece of candy in the elevator, but it has a razor blade in it. Oh. So it cuts him, and when the blood starts dripping, it also drips from the ceiling. Oh. And then he sees the ghost of Sherman. Oh, sorry, I just hiccuped. He sees the ghost of Sherman in the reflection. Ooh. Um, I almost said yeah, yeah. So Anthony is going to meet with Finley, the harsh art critic. Yes. Um, it's this whole thing where the art critic is low key racist. There's a good there's a good argument in regards to gentrification in this yes. movie that they do very well. I just don't think it has anything to do with the artist. It, yeah, and the art critics think it does because yeah. they get to dick around in their studios. But the thing is, is they talk about it in the in the ninety two Candyman as well, very briefly about like gentrification because that's there. The neighborhood is the same. It's the projects. It's Cabrini Green. Uh, and they talk about, like, you know, their, the lack of resources, basically, where they put the projects. Like, they basically cut them off. It's what the word ghetto comes from. And mm-hmm. I would never use that about, like, lower-income areas now. But that's what they did to Jewish people during the Holocaust mm-hmm. was they put them in ghettos. That's literally what they mm-hmm. were called. And they cut mm-hmm. them off from the rest of the world. It's the same thing. Yep. After they have this conversation, Anthony dares her to say Candyman five times in the mirror when she gets up to go to the bathroom. So, then, there, uh, Anthony is back outside the bathroom, and he's, like, in the hallway. His hand is bugging him, and he sees, he looks up in the mirror and sees the bloody version of Candyman in the mirror where his own reflection should be. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's weird. It's like a horror version of like a Marx Brothers thing where, you know, they did like the the mirror person. And you wanted to talk about the judgment card, right? Yes. So, because Anthony is having to come to terms with who he is and who he is becoming. Because the same hand that's all messed up from the beasting is the same hands that Candyman doesn't have because there's a hook there. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about in this movie the original Handyman and the horrifyingness. <laughs> you just said Handyman. Candyman. <laughs> oh lordy. No, that was funny. He's handyless man. Handless. Handless man. Handless man. Can we so, call this episode Handless Man? <laughs> the handless Man. Yeah, I love it. That's perfect. Yay! We finally have a title ahead of time! I'm running it down in the notes so we don't forget. Handless man. Okay. All right. So there is a gorgeous work in progress tarot deck by uh, Brittany. I think her first name is Brittany. Yeah, Brittany Lewis. And she's making this deck. She's a black artist. Her art is absolutely amazing. Her Instagram handle is B Lewis Arts. And she's making this amazing tarot deck. And I was thinking about the art and like the the whole idea of the mirror self and like how when you look in the mirror it's another version of yourself mm-hmm. and obviously with anthony he's starting to become candy man britney <gasps> has made this beautiful what i was pretending oh. to be shocked shock factor uh, um britney has made this beautiful judgment card um of Someone looking in the mirror and touching their reflection and it's kind of got a rippling effect. So it kind of implies that the person that you are in the mirror is changeable. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. Um, it's also got a skull above it because judgment is very much like that biblical judgment, judgment day where uh, in the Bible, everyone is <laughs> either goes to heaven or hell, basically. But judgment on a more day-to-day thing is about reconciling with yourself and who you are and anthony not only because he has a secret past but that even he he doesn't know about 
Right, even stuff stuff he doesn't even know about. Um, all this like mysterious supernatural shit that he's involved in that he didn't even know about. But he has to come to terms with himself as an artist. You know, if you think about like he's using this urban legend that he doesn't really know about mm-hmm. and turn trying to turn it into art. Like he says that he feels connected to it, but which we learn why later. We do learn why. But I think that judgment is about taking a a look at yourself. And honestly, it's one of the toughest tarot cards to get, in my opinion, because it's not like the tower where like something shitty is going to happen and you have to pick yourself up from the ashes or death where you have to like leave a bunch of shit behind. Judgment is literally looking at yourself at face value and being like, okay, what's here? What are the sum of my parts? And am I good enough? And the answer is, babies, you are always good enough. You don't have to. But there's always something good you can bring from it, too. There is always something, you know, but we also still have to, like, exist and interact with the world around us and not be shitty people. (laughs) So that's where judgment a lot of times is going to shine those less attractive parts of yourself. And when you're Anthony turning into Candyman, that less attractive part of yourself is your arm. So, (laughs) Sorry. And, and we find out a lot of racism. <laughs> a lot of racism. So, Oh, boy. Now, Anthony and Brie are at dinner with some of her artistic friends. And... This scene was unbearable. Unbearable. <laughs> it made me want to puke. Um, and they find out at the table all at the same time. They all get, like, alerts to their phone that Finley, the art critic, was found dead in her apartment. Which Anthony just left. I thought this movie was going to take a totally different turn. It could have. It totally could have. It could have. Well, the way that they showed her death, too, was really cool. Describe it. So they're zooming out from Finley's apartment. And then you can you start to see other into other people's apartments. And then you just see Finley get, like, smacked against the wall. And then dr- her bloody body gets dragged along the windows. But there's no one there. I missed Candyman. I missed it because I was watching. I was taking notes. <laughs> so I wanted V to describe it. It was incredible. Because I was like, this is a really cool shot. You can see her like running around. You see Anthony leave. Suddenly you see her walking around her apartment. And then you hear the thud, which is her smacking against the glass. It's like, oh, she's getting murdered. Murdered. And it's not, Definitely it's not a Anthony nice murder. It is a brutal murder in general. These are all very brutal murders. In- These are yeah. all... Excellent horror deaths, y'all. This is like, mwah, Oh, mwah, I mean, earlier when horror. Jericho was murdered, you saw her bleeding out from the neck. It was crazy. Ooh, ooh it was bad. It was spurting. It was, it was rough. So mm. after this, Anthony freaks out, leaves the dinner. He goes to visit Burke at the laundromat. Um, he finds out that, as Burke describes it, Candyman is the whole hive. It is all the men that have been murdered in Cabrini Green with an unjustifiable reason. Basically, all men, black men murdered by police in Cabrini Green is really what it is. Um, it started with Daniel Robitaille. Yeah, so in the first was in the 1890s. The myth started with Daniel Robitaille, who was fell in love and impregnated a white woman who, who he was an artist. He was supposed to do her portrait. He, they fell in love. He impregnated her, and he was lynched for it by her family. They, and they cut off his hand, put a meat hook in it. They put honeycomb all over him so the bees would sting him. And eventually they set him on fire. Ooh. A brutal way to die. I really don't see how the name Candyman comes from that. Like the Sherman, the 1970s version of Candyman makes more sense to me. But Maybe I guess that's they when called... they named him before that. Well, I read that because they don't actually explain. That's the same story from the 92 version. Tony Todd is Daniel Robitaille. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the 92 version. There's only one Candyman at that time. They don't explain it, but allegedly it's because he was covered in honey. Yeah, honey so is he's sweet. So, the Candyman. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, the Sherman, the Sherman, the 70s version is way better explanation for the name of Candyman. Yes, it is. But, hey, we're going with it. That, I mean, if that's Tony the Todd only is, issue with the movie, I'll take it. Uh, right? Well, I mean, in the 92 version, like, they explain it and then, like, go on to explain, like, a whole bunch of horrible, awful things that happen to people. So. Yeah. So, he also describes how Candyman is how we deal with things that happen in the hood, basically. So, 
He's almost ex- to, to Anthony. He's almost explaining it away, and we find out later why he's doing that. So the actor, yeah, yeah, actually explained in an interview. He said something really poignant that I wanted to mention here because he says that black people all the time are like people don't believe us when we talk about the racism we experience yeah. on the daily, and he said that black horror is a perfect way to make people understand that because people in horror movies, and especially with Candyman, because you can't see him. He is a mirror entity. He's like literally a Later ghost. you can see him though. Right. But like I'm saying that because you can't say like, oh, he, right. you know, and especially in the 92 version because it's Candyman killing everybody and she's being blamed for it. But it's Candyman. So she's, but, but it's that whole idea of nobody believes me because yeah. this horrifying thing is happening and it's not me. And Yahya was saying that it's a great way to like bridge that gap of people not believing about your basic racism that's happening and he said black horror is a perfect mode for that i it thought really that was is. just really cool it really is and if you think about what else he's been in with us and get out it's very similar mm-hmm. oh yeah god you, jordan peele is so good i know oh my god it's uh, and new, nope is coming out nope this summer is coming i can't out wait soon we're gonna nope. cover it as soon as it's available on streaming we're gonna cover it for sure i'm so excited oh i'm going to the theater for that i know but but I, I will have to take notes in person at home. No, I know. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to bring my laptop to the No, theater. I get it. No, I get it. Um, I want to go see it in theater too, for sure. I'm so excited. So um, Anthony is now back at home. He's once again creating these terrifying portraits. Bree comes in and sees them. He tells her that he brought Candyman back. Um, she starts saying Candyman five times in the mirror. So he starts smashing the mirrors so that she can't do it. Um, she freaks out, obviously, who wouldn't? He's being aggressive and leaves and goes to her brother, Troy's, which also begins one of the best segments I've ever seen in a movie. This is the best. I have, I have, I have to say it. So he, they're discussing the whole thing. They're smoking a joint. They're like doing the whole thing. And as Troy says, there ain't no dick on the planet worth a demonology habit. It's so perfect. <laughs> but then at the same time, Troy will not allow anyone to say the word Candyman. So he low-key believes it. I mean, well, the thing is, is that Anthony got violent about it, you know? Oh, Like, Bree no, was trying no, to show him but he also that it wasn't not. real. He's like... He believes in Candyman, Edward. Like, he, he was making fun of Anthony for believing it, but then goes, but don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very Evan thing. <laughs> I don't really think those two things are mutually exclusive, honestly. Having reverence for the legend of it. And especially, well, not that anybody, like, they just know the urban legend of Candyman. Like, but the whole story behind it, having reverence for that. But also being like, yeah, there's no excuse for like. Oh yeah, they're they're two separate <laughs> things. But um, it was just funny. Troy's just hilarious. Yeah. So it's now another day. They're a group of high school girls who look nothing like high school girls did when I was in high school, and these girls are definitely not in high school. Summoning Candyman in the school bathroom. This was one of this one girl was at the art gallery yeah. and she took a picture of the mirror and I was like this girl is so dead later. I I knew something was going to happen otherwise they wouldn't have shown her that up close. So they get violently killed. It's basically. I mean it's a pretty it's, long scene but they get violently killed. It's fantastic. Well, and the thing is is they say Candyman five times. Candyman doesn't appear until they start bullying the black this girl. girl. Yeah, the black girl that comes in. And she, we don't see any way that she gets killed, but the other girls. Yeah. Which, up to this point, only white people have been murdered. The whole time only white people have been murdered? No, there's, they show a little girl, a little black girl that gets murdered. What? Yeah. Oh, in the past. Oh, that was a past, that was a, yeah, that, that was Burke growing up. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay, we'll talk about it in just a moment. So, Anthony's hand is now basically falling apart. It is completely, as we said before, necrotized. It's necrotic. It is all black and 
um, bumpy and it looks like dead flesh. Like if you've his seen face is starting, yeah, to, his face yeah. is starting to get gross. If you've seen Harry Potter when Albus Dumbledore's hand starts to die, that's what it looks like when the Horcrux. You did is not on his just hand. compare this movie to Harry Potter. Um, his hand dies. It's not. Un- it's not a bad represent. Have you seen that movie? Yes, of course. I have read those books, Kylie. I know, but I meant the physical representation in a movie looks similar. It's like a dead hand. Okay. So, um, he they tell him to admit him. He refuses to go because he finds out that he was born in Cabrini Green. He was born in the hospital that he went to visit. So he immediately goes to visit his mom. Um, he finds out that he was born and spent his first two years of life in Cabrini Green. And that he was the baby that was rescued from the fire by Helen Lyle. Yeah, and that Danny Man put the baby in the middle of the fire. And Helen was- Lyle saved him. I love this, like, at the beginning they tell this urban legend. And the way that it happens is so... The way it even plays out in the 92 Candyman, it just... It's so good because this whole aspect of urban legend and storytelling and how the facts change. It's so good. It's really, 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 really good. Everyone watch this movie. Even if we're spoiling it for you, just watch the movie. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. Just wait till it comes out on something a little cheaper than five ninety nine on Amazon. I don't blame you. I mean, it only it's only been six months since it came out. Yeah. So I think that's fair. So... um. Bree cannot find Anthony. She goes home and can't find him. So she finds the pen that was from the laundromat originally. She also remembers, I'm assuming, that Anthony had mentioned Burke. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the laundromat. She gets kidnapped by Burke in a very cool scene. We then go to a flashback. This is what V was confused about. The only reason I knew what was happening was because... I read two summaries. So I watched the movie, take notes, and then I read a summary to con- to make sure that I knew what was going on. <laughs> well, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> and we it was actually Burke's. So after Burke witnessed Candyman, or not Candyman, he w- witnessed Sherman come through the wall and watched him get murdered. He then witnessed his sister call Candyman and get murdered. Oh, boy. Because when she was in the bathroom saying, this is for adults, this is her adults, she was right. summoning Candyman. Right, right. And then he opened the door and she was murdered. So he has a lot of history with Candyman. Mm-hmm. He takes Bree to an abandoned, that abandoned church that orig- that earlier we saw. Um, he calls the police to see the black man who's been killing people is wandering around Cabrini Green. Okay, as if you could know that. Anthony is there staring at the altar in some kind of like fugue state. He's not aware of what's going on. Uh, Burke does say they need Candyman in that area. I didn't really understand that. He says we need Candyman. And then. it It's really weird. Like Burke. Burke. Burke is a weird character. Is, Burke is facilitating more death because of. And Listen. I feel like almost this must be about, like, the pain of so much racism because this is the list of men who are part of the Candyman Hive. Okay. Sherman Fields, William Bell, Samuel Evans, George Stinney, James Burr Jr., Gil Cartwright, and Anthony McCoy, and Daniel Robitaille. So these are all the Candyman Like, that's a lot of, I mean, and there's countless horrible things that happened to black people. That are still happening to black people. Oh my god, yeah. Like, you know, Philando Castillo. Like, the actor himself was talking about Philando Castillo and, you know, Breonna Taylor and um, George Floyd. Ahmaud Arbery's um, guys Ahmaud Arbery. Fucking jail! Oh my god. I mean, these things shouldn't be happening. And I can't. No, but at least, at the minimum, if they happen, can we please actually punish criminals? Jesus. Right. Right, but and so like Burke is carrying all of it feels like Burke is carrying all that pain and he wants to continue it with one specific person because the thing is is Anthony was the baby that Candyman wanted oh to, you Candyman did abduct you ruined it. no they already said that oh, you, okay then I you missed kind it. of 
You kind of blew past that one. Well, yeah, like, he was the baby. So, yeah, like, he was. he was supposed to be... Well, and the thing is, is, like, Daniel Robitaille was an artist, and Anthony is an artist, and, like... I think it's... he thought it would go full circle. Like, if... If... So, I, I feel like Burke... Sorry, I skipped past that, guys. Yeah. Anthony is the baby that was saved. I don't know how I didn't write that down. I was very entranced by the movie at that point. Um, <laughs> Burke is saying that Anthony needs to be killed. And I think he's thinking... To become Candyman. But I think he thinks it's like a full circle thing because Candyman has wanted him since he was a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe once he gets him, it will stop for a while. I don't... No, because he's saying that they need Candyman. He wants Candyman to continue. See, that's what I didn't get. Honestly, that's what I didn't understand about this movie. It is. Well, and see, I think that's part of the problem. And I think you need a little bit of that confusion in regards to motive with any horror movie because it has to not make logical sense, you know? (laughs) Like, that's what makes it horrifying. That's what makes people do shit like this, you know? Like, cut people's hands off and turn them into Candyman. That's what we see. So what happens is... Um, Brie is now watching this and Burke saws off Anthony's hand and just, which isn't realistic, just sticks a hook in there. That's not how bones work. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have never tried to do that. So I, well, I just know. know the anatomy of a human. You can't just stick something up there and it stays, but okay, whatever. Um, Brie gets away. He does tie a belt around it. Okay. That makes more sense. So Brie then gets away. William chases her into this kind of, they go outside and then back into the cellar type situation. Um, she, he comes at her. She kills him with the same pen that she found him with, which is kind of Now crazy. that has got to be the best death in the whole movie because she murders this guy with a pen. In the neck and then stabs him in the chest. She, she defends herself with a pen. Now I ask you, why are people wanting to defend themselves in their perfectly safe homes with guns when pens apparently work? <laughs> So can we please repeal some gun laws? Please, Jesus. Jesus Christ. The second amendment is <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, mm. the cops come, they immediately shoot Anthony without any warning. They don't tell him to get down. They don't try to arrest him first. They just shoot and kill Anthony. Um, and mm-hmm. once again, another brutal cop slaying cop murder. Um, mm. Bree gets put in the cop car. They're trying to pressure her into turning on Anthony basically and saying it was a it was a good shooting and they're basically telling her like or we could you can admit to this or you can say this or we you can admit to being an accomplice it's awful mm. she also does not have a lawyer and you know this just happened it's right. completely illegal like 2 seconds earlier yeah she asks to see herself in the mirror and says she'll say whatever they want she summons candyman so Anthony appears as Candyman. He murders all the cops. Eventually, she gets out. She goes to this alley between the bars. She sees Anthony as Candyman. He says, tell everyone. That's when it turns into Tony Todd, baby. That's when it's Daniel Robitaille. Okay. There you go. Yep. So, because, like, it's just, like, a, a dude floating with a head of bees. Okay? It's just And then the bees part. And it's Tony Todd. And Victoria screamed very excitedly. (laughs) And that's it. That's the end of the movie. And that's it. Oh, my God. Yo. Well, okay. Actually, so the credits are very intriguing because they do the shadow puppets and they show the fates of the other candy men. Oh, I didn't even watch Um, that long. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Like, they were showing... You know, what happened to, um, so two of them are real. Two of them were real things that happened to real people. Okay. George Stinney was an African-American boy who at the age of 14 was convicted in a a proceeding that was later vacated as an unfair trial in 2014. So way, way too late. Um, He was accused this 14-year-old boy was accused of murdering two white girls mm. and was given the electric chair. So he was killed and then it was um, came out that he was innocent? Yeah. Yeah, that's happens. Yeah. That's why the death penalty is bullshit. And that it was bullshit. an unfair trial. It, it was an unfair trial. That's why the, the death penalty person, is bullshit. Yeah. So the other um, real thing that happened that they also showed, James Bird Jr., 
was a black man who was murdered uh, in Jasper, Texas on June 7th, 1998. They dragged him for three miles behind his pickup truck along an asphalt road. Um, He was probably killed about halfway through when his body hit the edge of a culvert, severing his right arm and head, (gasps) which, yeah. So that is something that really happened. Uh, He just moved into a white neighborhood. Oh, my God. Yep. So those are things that happen to real people um, because they are black, which is fucking awful. Um, yeah. That's so. Um, please donate this month and every month, but especially this month to your favorite black owned or black supporting charities. Please buy from black owned businesses always. Yeah. Um, Let's support and celebrate the good good blackness as well like this is like we're not here to like god these awful things happen i mean look at yeah yeah look at his face and you will praise 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 tony todd i mean we have a lot of beautiful things to celebrate today including i brought yes please black owned tarotek so um nydia of colored afro's art made this absolutely gorgeous Afro Avatar Tarot, which is based off the show Avatar The Last Airbender, which is one of my favorites. I've mentioned it on the show before, but her deck is incredible. Her art is incredible. She also has a lot of really great astrological-based art. Um, and she's also a Virgo, so we Yay! always stand with a Virgo on this podcast. We stand so. Virgos. Yay. All right, I'm going to pull a card for uh, Brie, Tiana Paris' Yeah, character I think that's the only one you need to pull for. Yeah. Okay. So I pulled the four of wands, which uh, this is weird. Can I see it? I don't like, I don't like this, Kylie. I can't see it because of yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. I can kind of see it. It's, it's two people standing under an archway getting married. She's going to stay with him forever. She's the bride of Candyman. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, she's tied to this, like, these, Troy even pointed out at one point that she's like she like is always dating these like sad artists, and that's like psychologically because her dad was an artist and committed suicide. I guess like I don't. I mean, she. she, I guess she thinks she can save them. Maybe. I mean, I think she just at this point. I think she just loved. (laughs) He's. They're both staring over me. Um, I just looked at my own reflection. And I've got two candy men staring at me. And a great highlight. Um, she loves him. I don't, I yeah. mean, if it was, if I was her and I knew he was around, I'd summon him all the fucking time. Yeah, but he's some, well, I know you're making a joke, but like mm-hmm. he'd murder people. <laughs> but no, but I'm like, I think. a joke. Oh my God. But I mean, if we're gonna take, I'm gonna take this seriously for just a second. <laughs> I mean, but like, if, I wasn't. Well, the the last thing, the last thing, Daniel Robitaille, the first Candyman, says to her is, "Tell everyone she's connected to this legacy yeah. at this point. So it's her responsibility to keep the urban legend going. But like, the whole thing is, is you have to explain the legacy behind it too. You have to. I think he's trying to. I tell, mean, I think he's saying to tell everyone about how awful the police and the white people in that area are, I think is really yeah. what he's trying to say. Right. But I mean, well, it's the whole thing. Like, because the piece, we didn't talk about this. The piece that Anthony creates is called say my name, Oh yeah, which is a playoff. Say her name, yeah. say his name. Um, but it's say my name. Cause you're supposed to say Candyman. I've definitely said it at least five times and I have a wall of mirrors right next to me and I'm low key a little upset. You're fine. <laughs> um but she's responsible for carrying this legacy out into the world now because candy man can't do it himself he's a candy ghost man can't. sorry the candy man can't <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she's kind of tied to this forever but i think that she can she can handle it she'll be okay she'll be all right but she might be alone forever she, yeah, I don't think Candyman's going to let her live a, have a good love life. And try, I'm sure Troy will have lots of wonderful comments about it. I am the sassy sibling. I am known for that. <laughs> my sister's currently wedding planning, and I am definitely the sassy sibling. Oh, my gracious. Sorry. 
I'm the maid of honor. I have, you know, I have feelings. You should. That's what maid of honor is there for. Um, hey, V, where can we follow you? I am on Instagram at Mystical Millennial. Not the clothing I'm... brand, because I have made that mistake. Yeah, it's uh, starting to become a problem. And honestly, I hate Instagram, so I don't know what I'm going to do soon. But social media. Well, we need people to be able to contact you for readings, girl. I'll figure it out. I might get a website, you know. That That is what <laughs> I'm talking about. You need a website then, girl. No, I'm going to figure it out. Okay. I'm going to figure it out. I'm just saying, like, Instagram sucks. Even though you should follow us at Witch Theater on Instagram. I was going to say, fucking, <laughs> let's not say that. Because follow us at Witch Theater with an R-E. Um... Follow at the archivist witch because I still like Instagram and that's my Instagram. <laughs> and um, hey V, what are we talking about next week? Encanto. Oh, sweet dad, you're gonna love it. You're I gonna love will. it. Do they speak a lot of Spanish in, in it. Yeah, then I'll probably like it's it because I I used to be able to speak Spanish. It's it's a light. If you haven't seen Encanto yet. Like, you are, like, of the 1% of the whole world at this point. Like, Kylie, welcome to the club. If you are, like, me, you have watched it, like, ten times and had the soundtrack on repeat. And my friend Juan and I built it in the car on our way to markets, and it's great. So, this is going to be an easy week for you. You can just watch it one more time and take some notes. Yeah. Girl, I've, like, had it in my head for weeks. Like, I already know. I don't even understand that. Um, Relax. It's a musical. You understand musicals? I don't understand animated musicals. Oh, my God. You're about to change your tune. We'll find out because it hasn't been changed yet. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. Stay away from mirrors. Bye. Stay away from mirrors. Bye. <laughs>